You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast with our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Over the next few weeks, we will be listening to excerpts of powerful preaching and singing from our national conference, which always takes place the week before Memorial Day. We pray that these live recordings will be a blessing and a help to you as you seek truth and a closer walk with God in these days of uncertainty. And now, here is our broadcast for today. You can't think of Israel and not think of the miracles of God, the music of God, the joy. I mean, Solomon, when he dedicated the temple. I mean, Nehemiah and Ezra. I mean, the, the worship services, you remember. And the feast, day, feast days, the blowing of the trumpets and so forth. And the merriment of the Jewish people. I mean, going back through the Bible, you find David dancing before the Lord when they brought the Ark of the Covenant back into Israel and all, and they rejoice. But you cannot think of Israel without seeing misery. And I won't have time to expand on this. I'll just simply say this, misery. Much of Israel's history is marked by misery, and much of that is because, as I read back in Psalm, there's this, this, the sin, the things that drove them out, the things that, that drove their heart far from God, and they turn. In fact, looking back, you find, and you can study it out for yourself, throughout the history of Israel, and I'll tell you this, if it, correlate, if it happened to Israel, you can make application to your life and mine. What brought misery to Israel throughout the ages will still bring misery to you and to me. I find in Exodus 2.23 the cry of despair. They needed a deliverer. The taskmaster was just brutally ter- just terrorizing their lives. They didn't even know his name. God sent, sent Moses down and said, tell him I am, I sent you. We hear the cry of despair and God said, I've heard their cry. Then you come on down, you find there's these, the, the, the cry of dejection. You find this when they're down in Babylon once, uh, when, after they had killed the prophets and, and, and turned away the word of God. Now they'd hang their harps upon the willows and were weeping. Micah 3, 4 said, Then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will hide his face from them at that time as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. And because of that dejection and that despondency, we find that God, yet in the, we see that through the cycle, endless cycle of the book of Judges. They do that which is right in their own eyes. God would allow them to go into captivity. And then they would get, bondage would get so great they'd cry out for a deliverer. And then God would send forth a judge. God's mercy You'll, you'll never figure it out. I'll never figure it out. I'm just glad he's merciful and long-suffering. If, if, if we all got what we deserved, we wouldn't be here. We'd be in hell today. But God is merciful. And we see, we look, and we read, how could Israel do this? We'll stop and look in the mirror every once in a while. We're wondering, how can God put up with this? Amen. So when we understand, and, and so God is merciful. It's already Brother, Brother Hewitt preached it a while ago. Man, he is, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. How, how many times, how many of us have had to come back to him a second, a third, and a fourth time? We didn't get fixed the first, second, third, fourth time. But every time we find forgiveness and restored fellowship, I'm telling you, I'm glad he don't love us the way we love him. I'm thankful for a bounding love, a, a boundless love that cannot fully be comprehended. He did not love me for what I was. He loved me for what I'd be in him. Oh, my 
Then there's the cry of dereliction. This comes later. The reject, or it came, I'm sorry, the cry of dereliction when they dismissed the very Messiah. And I'm skipping through a thousand steps to, to get up to, to Calvary here. But you know, mankind could never go to heaven. That's why there was a resurrection when Jesus died and went into the heart of the earth. Abraham didn't go into the third heaven when he, when he died. He went to paradise. Paradise was in the heart of the earth. There was only blood, one blood, the blood of bulls and goats and sheep and all. Couldn't do it. They were, they were in paradise until the lamb slain before the foundation of the world shed his blood at Calvary. And on the cross, man couldn't kill him. He said, it is finished. In thy hands I commend my spirit. And he gave up the ghost. He willingly died. When he died, he, before he ascended, he first descended into the heart of the earth, set the captives free. There was that great parade, heavenly parade, coming through Jerusalem on their way home. Amen. And from that time forward, thank God, when you, hey man, when you, when you take your final breath, you fired your last shot, it's not down, it's up. Be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord. And when, when he comes back, hallelujah, we're coming back with him. Amen. If, if we don't go by the way of the, uh, the rapture of the church, amen. I just thank God for his, his soon return. But let me say this. I know I'm, I'm, I'm just about to a minute or so here. But let me say that in this dereliction, they forsook the master. In fact, when you read in the book of uh, the gospel of Luke, here's what Jesus told them. He said, woe unto you. Chapter 11, verse 46. Also, ye lawyers, for ye laid men with burdens grievous to be born, and ye yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe unto you, for ye build the sepulchres of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. By the way, we wouldn't have the Word of God if it wasn't for the Jew. The penman of the, the Holy Scriptures was Jewish men. And this is a Jewish Bible. Our Messiah is a Jewish Messiah who loves the Gentile. Amen. But here he's telling us, he's, he's sending a sad, solemn uh, uh, declaration of dereliction here. He said, Truly you bear witness that you allow the deeds of your fathers, so for they indeed killed them, and ye build their sepulchres. Therefore also said the wisdom of God, I will... Send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they shall slay and persecute, that the blood of all the prophets which was shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation. Somebody says, well, if Israel if it's so, if Israel's so special in the eyes of God, why would the Holocaust happen? Why did, the great, why did great Britain ship 1,500 out and on a ship and anchor it out into the sea and hold them out there until they had to nearly starve to death because they were trying to appease the Palestinians at that time who had set a quota, we don't want this many Jews in the land. On and on the persecutions, we go back and spend an hour just looking at them. But somebody says, why? Because of the judgments they made. I'll tell you something, we can learn through Israel, there's a price to pay for choices you make. Amen. You we reap what you sow. From the, he said, from the blood of Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, which perished between the altar and the temple, verily I say unto you, it shall be required of this generation. Woe unto you lawyers, 
For you have taken away the key of knowledge. You have entered not in yourselves, and them that were that entering were entering in ye hindered. There came that was part of that veil Brother Samuel was preaching about last night. They can think that the, the, all the sufferings and the hardships, the blindness, the, the, the covering that is over, the, the veil that's over Israel's eyes right now, Romans 9, 10, 11, takes us and reveals that. God's not through. That's why these crazy crowds run around preaching this crazy heresy known as replacement theology. Oh, no, no. They just need to read their Bible and rightly divide it and clearly understand God's not through with Israel. There's no way to be through with Israel. In fact, they're paying a price, and the ultimate price will come the moment the trumpet sounds, we're out of here. They're going through a time known as Jacob's Trouble. It's a time of tribulation. They're going to take a spanking, a whipping. They're going to be, they're going to be corrected, and it's going to be a brutal time. Don't have time to get in that. But I will say this, that God, during all of this, there is a good side of this. Now go back to Jeremiah 31. I'm gonna, i got to close at this point. Okay, he said in verse number 16. Now here's, there's weeping. Verse number 15 explains the sorrow that they're in, but yet as yet to come. But here's that glorious moment. He said, Thus saith the Lord, refrain thy voice from the weeping and the, thine eyes from tears. For thy work shall be rewarded, saith the Lord. They shall come again from the land of the enemy. There is hope in thine end, and the Lord that uh, says the Lord that the children shall come again to their own border. Let me say this: When you understand that there, God's going, there's a day coming. God's going to wipe away their tears. Israel will stand. As the majestic people of God, as a nation on this earth, and the millennial reign, buddy. I, I look forward to the millennial reign. Amen. And through the majesty of God, there'll be no more tears. Micah 4, 1 through 8, Revelation 21, 4. Isaiah 65, 19 says, And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people, and the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. And he said for his, in Psalm 30 and 5, His anger endureth but for a moment. In His favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. For those that are trying to do away with the, an understanding that Israel's here to stay, no, Israel will be here long after they're gone. Amen. And then let me say one that we love to point to often. In soul winning is Psalm 126, and I'm out of here. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams of the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Let me just say today, as, we cl as I close my little thought here, there's a lot to be said. I'd love to deal with the majesty of God for a while, but I'll say this in the tears. 
There may be weeping. I want to say this to you here today. You may be going through a trial. Your family may be under a load. Their church may be struggling. You may be going through a trial like you have never seen or imagined before. But I'll tell you something. There's a God in heaven who never takes His eyes off of you. The same one that's faithful to Israel is faithful to us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And He proves that through Israel. It was mentioned this morning about that divorcement. And I I heard one of these replacement theologists say this one. Well, God divorced Israel. God divorced Israel. That's junk. No, He did. Gave a writing of divorcement. Israel walked away from God, but Jehovah's never walked away from her. You are listening to portions of the Hope of Israel National Conference, which takes place each year the week before Memorial Day. This is a prophecy meeting with an old-time revival spirit as Bible-believing Christians from around the country gather together to stand with Israel. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, the Word of God tells us, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. The world will desperately seek for a wild explanation of why this has happened, but if you are left behind because of rejection of Christ, it will be too late for you. It is our hope and prayer that you will seek the Lord while He may be found, and that you'll call upon Him while He is near. If you do not have the peace of God that passes all understanding, or if you have questions, would you please call us? Our number is 844-644-4426. We strive to keep the phone lines open and we would love to speak with you. If you would like a copy of today's message, you can call that same number, 844-644-4426. Once again, that is 844-644-4426.